Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Nearly and you're listening to Kiss My Arts here on the podcast. Now, when you think of the arts in County Leitrim, there's one name that kind of pops to the top or to the top couple of names on everybody's list in the county. And I suppose I'm no different. And when I set this podcast up about eight months ago, I think the first call I made in this respect was to one Edwina Guckian. Now, it's taken a long, long time because she's particularly busy, I'm particularly busy, and our schedules just seem to have clashed. We've been playing phone tag and email tag and messenger tag on Facebook for the last eight months. But finally, we've got her in the room for half an hour to sit down and have a chat with us. Edwina, you're most welcome to the programme. <laughs> Thanks, Bethany. <laughs> I don't even know how to introduce you anymore. We'll go, we'll go with the dancing, Edwina Guckin, because that's probably the, the format that most people are familiar with you on. Yeah. In terms of yourself and, and your background obviously we all know that Shannosa and Shannon and then of course that became the dance club which is now Arkdausa. Maybe let's start there and talk about dancing because we're going to get into a whole lot of other things, public mm-hmm. talks and all that sort of stuff later on. Um, tell us about Arkdausa and I suppose where that comes from and, and why where your love of dance comes from really. Yeah so I my love of dance I suppose comes from my family. It's not something that I had to ever be pushed into as a child. Like I think that one of the main questions when I travel abroad and I'm working with other dancers is um, they ask me, when did I start dancing? But there there isn't any set date. I started dancing, I suppose, as soon as I started walking or whenever. It was just a way of life. So there was no day specifically in 1988 that my mother said, right, you're off to your dancing classes. It was just always there because my grandfather played music. My mother danced. You know, all my family were into music and it was just a way of life. It was there. You know, like learning to talk or anything else. Um, so that's where the dancing came from. And then um, I continued it throughout, like, until I was late into my teens. You know, it was a great way of so- socialising and getting to meet my friends from other parts of the country. And there weren't a lot of people around here. And my future husband, yeah, which I danced against since I've been about 10. We were very co- competitive. Oh, he did. Of course, they, the Kerry always bet Leitrim. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Um, that kind of kept me going all the way through my youth. You know, it, you need that social aspect of it. It's very hard to uh, dance competitively. You need the social aspect. And that kept me going right through my teens. And then I ended up going to college. And while I was in college, I tended to do a lot of traveling and teaching with dance. And then I came out of college and went straight into primary school teaching. And that's where the conflict started to happen, where I was trying to continue to be a professional dancer and a professional primary school teacher um, and be the best I could at both. And it was very tiring trying to do that. Um, so I, I eventually made the decision after seven years of being a primary school teacher to step back from it for the foreseeable future anyway and um, go full-time at a dance career. You left the pension. I did, I left. For dancing. The pension, no, it was the talk of mast and drumsna and leitrim for a while. But uh, yeah, I think it's one of the best decisions I feel I ever made. And I've actually, a lot of people... Um, I'm sure a lot of actually my friends' parents scowl at me because I've actually convinced a lot of my friends also to leave their primary school teaching careers and become full-time artists. Um, and it's not easy, you know, being a full-time artist where you're working for yourself and when you're sitting still, you're not earning money. You know, it's hard. But And then sometimes I see the children that I used to teach that are now in their leaving cert and I've missed a lot of their lives and I, I miss that. I miss school, but you can't be everywhere. How many years are you out of the classroom now? Uh, five years now. Are there days you think oh, I could go back and so much easier in life, just go in and save up kids every day? No, I have to say, actually, since I have my wee boy now, I'm definitely glad to be the person that is staying at home. And 
I'm working in the evening times when my husband comes home and I get to be at home all day with my child and it's lovely. And Paddy, of course, is a bit of an internet sensation himself. He's all over your Instagram <laughs> feed. Um, in terms of his exposure to, to music and dance, obviously everything that you're at, he's at, yeah. he just seems to love that, been around that I suppose atmosphere I suppose he doesn't really know much more yet he's a little bit young yeah, to tell I you think exactly what a, he likes that's exactly what I did like my friend there had um, twins at Christmas time a year ago and she literally just her, she continued her life like it was before and just immersed them in everything she does and she tours and you know her, she's a professional musician so she just brought her twins everywhere and I said well if Koshin can do this with twins I can definitely do this with one child <laughs> so I just immersed Paddy into um life and brought him to music festivals he was I think two weeks old and he was stuck at everything at Leitrim Dance Week and signs on him he's a real sociable child and uh, loves music and dance yeah you mentioned the Leitrim Dance Week which is a nice little segue into that particular event it's coming up again in April yeah so only what five or six weeks away at the moment so I don't don't tell me that (laughs) it's the 13th to the 19th of April it's in mainly in the dock in Carrick and Shannon and that's from Monday to Friday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday we move out of there and we move to Loch Allen Hotel in Drumshanbo. So it's a busy week uh, supported by the Arts Council, Leitrim um, Arts Office as well from Leitrim County Council and Dance Ireland and it's a week of celebrating dance and music because you can't dance without music uh, and giving people in rural Ireland the opportunities that you would only get if you were in say Dublin or New York or London as a dancer. So how does the work how does the week look like really in, in terms of uh, the, the mechanics of it how do people get involved? Um, you can come to our website leitrimdanceproject.com or you can just drop into the dock any day so the Monday to Friday the majority of that is for a select people um, of professional dancers both youth and adults uh, that can sign up for the week so we've limited it to about 15 people so that continues every day Monday to Friday from 10 until 5 and then each evening there is um, an activity that is open to the public so we have a uh Cape Breton musicians and dancers coming over and they're going to be playing a concert in the dock on the Monday. Um, on Thursday we have dance night which are, is acoustic night of music and dance open to the public as well. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is open to everybody and anybody that wants to come. You don't have to be a dancer if you want to try it out. You know, we have the best dance masters in Ireland coming in all different styles of dance to teach. We have Kayleys, we have sessions. We actually head up to Scurry Rins in Balneglera on the Friday. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's social and, and keeping the dance alive. And it's always every year really well supported and great crack. Why Shan knows dancing? Because that's probably the one you're most familiar with. And I suppose over the years, uh, we've all, I, I would have grown up and seen fashion and stuff like that. But mm. you've very much been a champion of the Shan knows dancing. What is it about that particular style of dancing that, that drew you in and has kept you promoting it in this region? Well, I think it's one of the oldest styles of dance um, it was the dance of the rural people. A lot of people say that Shannos dancing came from Connemara, but that's where it survived. It actually was all over rural Ireland. And there are so many different accounts of people in Leitrim dancing. Or, you know, anywhere you go, you'll hear people say, oh, uh, my grandfather used to do that. And we didn't know that it was an actual dance. We thought he was just drunk. <laughs> but it actually, it's a really common dance. If you think back to the times here, um, even in the, when the Arigna Mines was open, loads of those people were... were um, dancers and it's not like they would call themselves dancers like when I would my grandfather Huey he um 
he wouldn't call himself a dancer if I asked him you know would you are you a dancer Huey he'd say no but yet he was out dancing three or four nights a week uh, so people wouldn't call themselves dancers but it was just a thing to do um, like me growing up and just learning to dance that's what people did and they mightn't have this huge array of steps and they mightn't be the best dancers in the world but they danced and I th- yeah and I think that's a, a really important part of our culture that we need to keep and as, particularly about the style of dance it's um there's no rules. It's dancing as yourself. It's very free, spontaneous, it's expressive, and it's very much connected with the music. So the musician and dancer, you know, would really know each other really well inside out. And that connection then when they danced together was something really special. You don't always see it these days. Um, they, the way you learn it now is by going to a class. But years ago, the way you learned it was just by sitting and watching in someone's house. You know, and that I think that's something we need to preserve, not just in the dance, but in the music as well. So you'd like to get nearly get it out of the classroom and, and into actual yeah. lo- everyday life? The natural setting. You know, it's, it's not natural in, in a classroom. It's forced. Like if you think about how I have to teach now, I have to teach with an iPod uh, and they're dancing to tracks and some of the children don't even know what the instrument is that they're dancing to. You know, and that's completely different years ago when the people danced. Uh, you knew exactly who was playing for you, what the instrument was, and you knew what tunes you really liked and what tunes you didn't like. And the musician playing for you knew, you know, what style you danced in too. And I think that influenced, um, I think it influenced the music and it influenced the dancer. Like one of the recordings on the John McKenna album is Mac Partland style. And Mac Partland, it's a hornpipe, and Mac Partland was a famous dancer um, up in uh, Drumkeeran, so... Half from yeah. Drumkeeran or McPartlands yeah. in one sense or the other. Um, let's talk for a moment about a few other bits and pieces in terms of dancing because obviously over the last few years I've watched you do cake dances and boxy dances at the mm-hmm. Boxy Festival and there was also uh, the brush dances obviously you're famous for. There's so many more things. We're using everyday things that people found around the house and just celebrating the fact that they were alive and that they had access to these things whether it was a cake or whatever. Um, what... Is that a bit gimmicky? Uh, just to put on my devil's advocate half for a moment. Yeah. Is it a little bit gimmicky or is that really what people would have done, say, 100, 150 years ago? Yeah, that's a, something that actually comes up a lot, particularly on social media. But um, I'm very much, there are some things I'm like, oh, that's a bit gimmicky <laughs> looking. But uh, like anything that we use, we've come, it's come from research. You know, we've gone up to the traditional music archives in Dublin um, and looked back at the old traditions and taken them. Like the cake dance comes from, you know, a tradition pre-famine times. Uh, so I think when I'm looking at things like that, I tend to draw from tradition and really push that rather than just find something gimmicky. Now you, you can turn, you can turn like the brush dance into something gimmicky, which turns into a big show that you would do on, you know, for well, tourists Irish on pub stage. Is, the Irish pub is the gimmick, oh, and, biggest gimmick of the whole yeah. lot. So, but it comes from the tradition. Yeah. And uh, it comes from the tradition. So it depends on how you take that and how you are going to harness that tradition really. But, um, Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not one for the the gimmicky in the limelight um look at us tourists give us money. <laughs> I'm not that kind of dancer. Um, that Kerry influence hasn't come in. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> they're well known for it. No, there. they're well known for it. No, they haven't taken me onto that side yet. You brought no. him to Leitrim rather than <laughs> the other exactly way around. the quality. Yeah. Uh, in terms of other projects you're involved in, obviously you're highly involved in the Save Leitrim. It's not maybe the show for that today. Yeah. But, but let's just touch on that for a second in terms of the, the importance of, of retaining life in this county yes. and, and retaining activities and, and resources like your dance week bringing mm. that to here rather than people have to leave here like we always had to and, and 
we had to, our descendants, our ancestors had to leave here to get those kind of opportunities. Mm. How important is it to, to maintain that community feel and that life around this part of the world? Yeah, like, I've, I've, it's so funny with this whole Save Leitrim campaign, I've turned from Edwina the dancer into, oh, you're the girl that doesn't like the trees. <laughs> but, uh, which isn't true. Um, it's, it's the right trees in the right places. But I think that's the main reason I got involved in this campaign. And why we set it up. Um, yes, the issue obviously is the trees, but for me, I'm so passionate about my county. I work hard to be able to live here and work here. And I want to have a future here for people, um, for the youth that are coming up. Like one of the problems I have with the um, monoculture conifers is the children that are growing up are seeing these now and they think that is the norm. Um, it is also um, something that is forcing people out of their townlands. You know, like, you know, People don't have the option now to build in their townland because the townland that they grew up in, that they might have moved away from, is now 100% planted. And there are many townlands in Leitrim that are 100% planted out, um, which is losing the culture and the heritage of that area too. People, they were not referring to them as the townland anymore. They'll be referred to as a CN number, which is the license number for that forest. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really pushing to have the right trees. So we, we want woodlands that... <laughs> that are, that are full of life that benefit the community and that can bring uh, people here to Leitrim you know imagine if every plantation there's 30,000 hectares planted now in Leitrim in monoculture Sitka spruce um, and I feel sorry for the tree because it's not the tree's fault that that tree was planted here um, so there's nothing actually wrong with that tree where it should be planted but right now here in Leitrim it's not the right place to do it or in rural Ireland in general but um, if we had all of those forests that we currently look at, if they were woodlands now, imagine the tourist industry we would have and the potential for our county. Like, look at Lockheed Forest Park out the road and the potential it has and the amount of people that know it from around Ireland that come to it. But it's in Roscommon, first of all. You have to pay to get into it and it's only one small, teeny forest. It's not even that big. So I just keep looking at the potential of what we could have had here in Leitrim. Well, you only have to look to Ballymahan to see what's happened exactly. there in terms of yes. the tourism and the, and like people give out about the price, but that's money that's yeah. coming into that region through jobs, through yeah. opportunities. And, and, and it's creeping in, you know, like it, more and more of it's closing in on like people might think here in Carrick and Shannon, oh, it's, you know, it's out in the countryside where most people don't live, but you have to go out there and really see it. Like you should, you should speak to people from Dublin who, um, think you know they just don't know the situation at all they don't realize what this place is what's really happening do people in Leitrim know the situation I don't know I think they've become far more aware and I hate going on to the national media and telling everybody about the situation in Leitrim because I don't want a negative I don't want a negative view of Leitrim I love our county and it is so beautiful and I'm trying to preserve that we have so many things in our county that other counties don't have um from culture the landscape from our like what's living on the landscape and the people and our way of life is so different to other people it's unreal and we need to promote that and preserve it but yeah it's it's um showing other people what we have like the comparison i made lately is 1.5 hectares is the size of crow park and we've 30,000 of them in leitrim so in monoculture 2,000 crow parks 20,000 20,000 crow parks yeah wow yeah Okay, you know, when you put it like that. Yeah, that's yeah. quite, yeah. But anyway, we're we're going to win. <laughs> I wouldn't be in it if we won. I've no doubt. You're very passionate about the subject. <laughs> so um, let's move on to something else. And yeah. we'll talk about something that's coming up 
today as people are listening to this, and that is your new series, your talk series, Jenny Put the Kettle On. That's right, yeah. It sounds like a Paolo Nettini <laughs> song. In, in, where does the, the title come from, first of all? The title comes from a Greer collection of music that was collected in South Leitrim. Um, and one of the tunes I came across in that Greer collection is Jenny Put the Kettle On. So I took that idea. What I wanted to create was an afternoon, a very informal, relaxed, where we chat. Rather than going to a concert where musicians play tunes and we all sit there and watch as an audience, I wanted it to be something where we sit around and talk. And Vincent Woods interviews great music- musicians who have had significant impacts on our traditional culture in Leitrim. Um, they mightn't be the musicians who are in the limelight today, but they are the people who influenced people in the limelight. And to sit around and chat and hear their stories and not just have them play tunes, but hear about where they got their tunes, you know, growing up in music, um, all those kind of, they're really important, valuable um, pieces of information. So interesting people just talking. It'll never take off. <laughs> oh, wait, that's what we do here. So in terms, yeah. it sounds great. So this evening um, in Anaduff, tell us a little bit about the... Yes, in St. Anne's Church. It's just in the road beside Masonite. Um, we have Fanula Maxwell, Fanula O'Reilly. She is an All-Ireland um, singer. And we have Piper John Tuhi, And they're both been interviewed by Vincent Woods. So they're, they're worth coming along. On the website for Jenny Put the Kettle On, you'll find all of the information about each um, series. There's six series in the whole thing. And I don't give any background information on the people that we're interviewing, only no. their name. And you just come along and, like, trust me. And I, please don't Google them. Yeah, It's the other thing. It just yeah. don't know anything. Come with an open mind and just yeah. hear what these people are. And why we pick what them. I love about it is, is that people say, oh, this person is a singer. Yeah, I know. I'll go. I'll go. They're a singer. I'd love to hear them. But you actually find out so much more information about other things that they have. You know, it's amazing. Like last, um, our last Jenny Put the Kettle on, we had Alan Woods. And he would be most known as been a singer and the great-grandson of Tommy Morn. And um, when he, um, when he was st- sat down to talk, he gave very little information about his family, but actually spoke loads about the Irish traditional music archives and all his research there and how doing research actually brought out more information about his family. And then that's how you know, he got more into the singing. So it's... It's something that um, when you go to the Jenny Put the Kettle On series, you end up finding out far more about the musicians and the music in the area than you do just about the person that you thought. And it, it sounds great. And I think the title is perfect. Because yeah. the idea is Jenny's just in the corner. She's going to put the kettle on. We're going to sit down and have a chat and, yeah. and uh, have a cup of tea maybe on the day as well. Yeah. So is there a cup of tea and coffees, refreshments? Yeah, available? we have tea as well for everybody afterwards. A bit of music? Oh well, gosh, yeah. So the music, like they're, they're not there. Just there to talk. Oh no, there, there's lots of singing and there'll be lots of piping too. Yeah. Excellent. And um, so that is in Anaduff Saint Saint Anne's Church. So people coming from Carrick and Shannon, you turn right at Masonite and another quick right. Yeah. And it's just in there on the right hand side. Um, perfect. So well, we're checking out, and that's every month. Every month, yeah. Well, it's for February, March, April, and then we take a break and we go for September, October, November again. Excellent. So this this is the second of six this year. Yes. So the very best looked this evening as people are listening to that. Thank you. I'm sure it's going to be a resounding success. Like pretty much everything you turn your hand to. Uh, great. Speaking of, let's talk about two other things before we wrap up. And uh, One is, I know on social media you announced a few weeks maybe at this stage, maybe a month or so ago at this stage, that you've got a residency in the Hawkswell yeah. Theatre in Sligo. Now, first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about what a residency is so that we're 
kind of where that and then talk about maybe some of the projects you're working on as part yeah, of it. Yeah, a residency is time. She gives you time to work, which is great, which is always the biggest problem for me is time. So um, I have four weeks in the Hawkswell to spread out across the year. And then I have a week in the Tyrone Guthrie Centre in Annamacary in Monaghan. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's it's basically just time to create and all these ideas that are popping around in my head to spew them out on paper and play with them and see where am I going next. So I'm working on, I, I'm, I've split them into different projects for each week. So the first one I am working on is a show called Eight, um, which is basically a dance um, theatre piece that I have created and choreographed with one of the students that I've been working with for years called Karen Tansey, who is currently finishing her degree in UL in dance. And she's the music, uh, the youth dancer in residency in the Hawkswell as well. So we've created a show for 24 dancers from Mark Dousa, and they're from Sligo, Leitrim, Roscommon and Mayo. And we are working with five musicians, Pork McGovern on pipes, Cathy Jordan on vocals, Ryan Malloy on piano, Stephen Doherty on box and David Ducey on fiddle. And it's an hour-long performance and we are currently in rehearsals in conjunction with the doc who have provided us with the space. And that will uh, premiere on the Easter Saturday, the 11th of April in the Hawkswell. Fantastic. You want to be appearing elsewhere or is it just, we'll see how that goes. And we'll... um, it's a lot of the dancers in it are in exams this year. So I'm, I'm thinking about giving it some time, seeing how they feel about it. And I would like them to lead this. So I have given them the tools to create this and then I'm going to let them off and I'll, I'll be the background help for funding applications if they need to be it. But uh, yeah. So you're teaching them to fish rather than just handing them the phone. Yeah, the it's great. It's great. And they're already, they're so professional. You can stand back and say, here, I'm, I'm going to give you two days of rehearsals. Off you go. And they will rehearse, you know, they do their work. They don't sit around on their phones talking to each other. It's brilliant. The scourge of the youth. <laughs> yeah. uh, Drolling Productions as well, another thing I've seen you share on Facebook. I don't quite understand what this is. So maybe um, tell us a bit about what Drolling Productions is and what you're hoping to achieve with with that whole concept. Yeah, Drolling Productions is literally a production company. Um, I love filming. I didn't study it, but it's something that I now looking back on We've my... We've all seen your honeymoon. We all know <laughs> about it. Well, it's something looking back on my um, college life, if you could rewind time, I'd love to go into... Um, documentary making but um, I really enjoy it and it's something I've been thinking about for a long time Um, a lot of people hire me to um, shoot their festivals and you know um, music videos different things like that so uh, yeah I said okay it's time I keep pushing it to the bottom of my to-do list to this year I'm going to bring it to the top and make it happen so drawing productions yeah I'm doing Different shoots, like one of the things that I'm working on at the moment is an Arts Council project with Arkdausa and it is um, a series of six videos of dancing in the landscape across Leitrim, Sligo and Roscommon. Um, we'll be shooting that this summer. Another project that I'm working on is funded through the Leitrim Arts Office and I'm working with um, the Organic Co-op, Leitrim Organic Co-op and I'm um, working with farmers uh, and shooting Leitrim and how they are working to protect the environment. So there's loads of different projects coming up and really I'm not somebody that would go out and film your wedding or something like that. I'm there for the arts and for the promotion of Leitrim and the preservation of culture. Excellent, sounds fantastic. Mm. Very, very best of luck to you. Thank you. And anyone who's involved in that world, get in touch and maybe see if you can get time 
taken us eight months and you understand <laughs> the rules. So I'm sure you we'll get back I'll to get there. 2025. It'll be great. Um, in terms of, but I do love your work because I, I know I joked about your honeymoon, but that mm. video that you produced from that trip on the Wild Atlantic Way was class. Yeah. Also, I have memories of watching uh, one second a day videos and mm. in fact inspired me to do it when I was away on my cycle. Great. Uh, which was probably the biggest success I had. But that came 100% from you. I robbed that idea. Brilliant. Uh, from you entirely. It was great. Um, but it's it's just... I suppose it's great to see where we've maybe been lacking in that kind of exposure and that kind of resource to get that message out there. Yeah. And you've been very good at social media over the last decade or so. And it helps, everything helps to get the word out there that Leitrim is open and alive for yes. business, for life, for yeah. for the arts especially. Um, one thing you want to do, and I put some bricks and mortar into the arts world here in the county, is you've spoken about a creative hub similar to what the hive does for digital business you want to produce something like that in terms of a, a bricks and mortar location uh, i know we've spoken before about the um the club sculpture center in the north where for, for the, the really hands-on creative stuff but you're looking more at a kind of a, a wider arts venue available for people to come in and collaborate and work together Tell us about that. Yeah, well, you've basically said it. That's it. I want to have exactly what the hive is in Garrick and Shannon. I need something like that for artists. Um, and the need is there. Uh, we have so many artists living in our county. It's incredible. And there's nothing there for them. Like, uh, we have the dock, which is fantastic, but we need studio spaces and communal work, communal um, areas for them to share. Like, if you think there's a... How I got this idea, actually, was I went to a workshop in Block T in Dublin, and I said, this is exactly what we need in Leitrim. There are teeny little spaces for artists to work, and then one big communal area for them to share resources. Um, and it's also social. Like, if you think about the artists that are living here, Leitrim's a really rural county. Some of the artists, and the majority of them, don't drive. That's why it's, uh, it's a direct link to Dublin on the line here. So Carrick and Shannon is quite a, a high for them. But many of them are living in Aregna and different places, and they're in their studios, in their houses, painting. And it's just really, like, it's isolating. So I think it... It's, a, it's something that we could really, really do with for that aspect, for the mental health of the artists, also just to have space, um, to be able to meet other artists and communicate. Like, there's some artists living here. There's one lovely lady that lives only over the road from me, literally a stone's throw, and she's there nearly 10 years, and I never knew about her. Like, and now we're working on projects together, so I think that's, that's madness. Um, but also, there's an awful lot of my friends, artists in Dublin and Cork and different places, and they're all whispering about Leitrim. And moving here because they know like this is there's things happening here and they I think they will come here if we give them a reason to come here um, and also the youth that are coming up there are so many super talented youths who we need to show that the, a career in the arts is possible it's not just a hobby you don't just paint as a hobby or dance as a hobby you can make a career out of this if you really love it so I think that's something as well if we show that our county is embracing and harnessing our artists that they can stay here they don't have to move to New York or London. They can stay in Leitrim and, and fully fully have a, a brilliant career here. I suppose at the moment it's a concept, but how far down the path towards making that a reality are we? Uh, I'm meeting with Leitrim County Council next week. So they seem very, very positive about it. And the Leitrim Enterprise Office as well are, are really on board. So fingers crossed. Watch this space. So the first steps, tentative steps have been taken at the moment. Yes. We might see. Have you got a, a place in mind for it? Well, I'd love to see buildings that are uh, empty 
been rejuvenated. So I have my eyes on some buildings around Carrick and Shannon, yeah. We, we won't name names in case the rent all of a sudden just goes sky high through the yeah. roof. Um, but listen, before we go, I just want to... Recent news, I suppose, and sad developments in the, in the community is the, the loss of Mary Moss in oh, terms yeah. of um, traditional music and dances iconic in, in the region um, such a sad loss for that traditional Irish mm. mu- music and dance community in, in the region yeah it's it's massive I still I still can't believe it and even the two of them Mary and Brian her husband like you can't say one name without saying the other so it's very hard to get our heads around it but what she has left behind the legacy she has left is amazing the amount of musicians in youth musicians here in Leitrim is massive. We have a, a youth orchestra that just started with Music Generation and I really think that there would be nobody on that Music Generation youth orchestra if it wasn't for Mary and Brian Mostyn and all the youths that they have harnessed here. They um, they have set up Carrick Trad. I don't know how many years it's running now, but uh, I, what I love is all of the children that first came to me in dancing, it gave them the opportunity to start learning music in Carrick and Shannon. So now... I don't think that there's very few children coming to the club at Art Dousa that aren't attending our trad, Carrick Trad classes on a Saturday here in Carrick. And they all just complement and work each other. So um, she's left a massive legacy and it will continue to grow. And Brian will um, definitely not let that down. He's, he's a great man. And you mentioned Art Dousa. Let's finish there. And just in terms of the bread and butter, the, the business, I suppose. Um, Arkdowsa, where can people find out more information? Where can people get into classes? What kind of classes do you do? Yeah, well, we only work with children. Um, Arkdowsa, our website is aiorcdamhsa.com and all our class listings are at that. All our classes are currently full, but we open up again in September to um, new beginners and we are based in Sligo, Leitrim, Roscommon, Mayo, Longford, Fermanagh, Cavan, Westmeath and Dublin. So just half the country then. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Dublin as well? Yes. Wow, okay. That's that's a big start. Oh, and New York. It. I forget New York. <laughs> She'd kill me. My te- the teacher that works over there, she'd kill me if I forgot that. Gronia from Sligo has moved to New York a year ago and she has classes in Sunnyside and in Woodlawn. Good, good uh, yeah. Irish connections. Yeah, home of, of Jimmy Grouton. So, yeah. Well, listen, thanks very much. That's Ark, though. So we'll put the links and everything uh, in the, the description of the podcast. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, It's Bradley. taken way longer than we both imagined when we spoke uh, in the middle of last summer, and we've been in constant contact the whole time. So I'm delighted our schedules uh, finally aligned. And uh, it's easy to see why, because you're so ridiculously busy with some amazing <laughs> projects. The very best of luck to all of these campaigns, all of these projects. Enjoy uh, that cup of tea this afternoon in, in Anaduff, and I'm sure you won't be alone. There'll be a good crowd at that as well. Uh, thanks very much, Edwina, for Thanks, Bradley. That, of course, is Edwina Gookin, who has joined me finally <laughs> for Kiss My Arts here on Leitrim Daily. I'll be back tomorrow with the sports roundup of the weekend. And I suppose next week we're going to be going in a little bit of a different direction with this show. We'll be welcoming a new host for Kiss My Arts. I'll have all that information for you during the week on the Facebook page and on social media, but we'll be looking to a new voice on the program from next week. I'm very excited about it, and she will be with you. Yes, it is a she. She'll be with you next week on the program. She'll talk to you then, but I'll be back to you with you tomorrow with the sports update. Thanks for listening.